Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, January 15th, and we are back at it with some more reviews of that Peacemaker TV series that everybody talks and loves so much. <laughs> Before that, though, we had a new Quantum Mania trailer that dropped. Have y'all seen it yet? Yes. yes. I'm about to say, I hope Wait, so. Are you asking us or the audience? Uh, both. <laughs> yeah. I, say, I think it's about to say more towards me, like if I watched it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You never know with you, Jeremy. What are y'all thoughts on it? All right. Mine, I, I, I think it still looks really cool. I'm really hyped about it. I, I like King's outfit, how they've kind of done his on, on there, like the whole green and purple thing. I'm going to be interested to see actually how all that, that works and everything. But it's going to be really interesting to see how the battle, I think, goes and what Kang wants. I, I have obviously have not done any kind of research into the movie or anything like that, but seeing like what Kang wants from Scott and just kind of what they, because obviously it sounds like that Kang's going to almost go back on his word from what he feels with on Scott. And so it's, I'm, I'm really I'm anxious to see what all he's got going on there. Yeah. All right, Richard. Yeah, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by this trailer. I'm really excited about this movie. It's kind of like Multiverse of Madness where like I thought like by this trailer, like this movie is going to like start, you know, turning the wheel for like what this whole, you know, time travel saga, I forget what they call this saga, but the, the whatever, the time travel saga, the multiverse saga, that's what it's called. The Wibbly Wobbly saga. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, I'm... I'm excited about this. It looks like Scott's maybe gonna die in this. I yeah, you know, that's what I worry about. Yeah, they could they could be baiting us, but it kind of looks that way. Uh, there's a few things in the trailer that I like. I guess we can get to it, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm overly whelmed by this. Awesome. I too am overly whelmed by it, and it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I've like enjoyed consciously overwhelmed. I need to be honestly. I feel like I need to be. Because, like, this was done and finished during this whole fiasco of Phase 4. So, like, this starts Phase 5, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, you know, they didn't start getting backlash towards the end of Phase 4 of, like, hey, this is sucking right now. You know what I mean? And so, like, they've not been able to change anything with this Ant-Man movie that I would think anyways. Like every trailer that came out though for phase four, we always said how on point those trailers were. Like the music form, the scenes, like we we were hyped for each and every one of them. And then like each and every one of them, we were like, you know, okay, this is this is okay. This is, you know what I mean? We, like we weren't we didn't have the same hype as we did with the trailer. So like that's why I'm like, oh, maybe I need to be like cautiously overwhelmed with this because <laughs> like this looks super dope and I'm super excited. And it's coming up quick, but like, oh, uh, I just I don't know. I don't know. Seeing Cassie come out of a a prison cell, I was like, that's kind of a trope that's been overdone. The kid that's whatever and becomes, you know, get caught up in trouble. Yabba dabba do. Okay. And then, like, we have such a thing about, you know, all of our heroes have to be smart. Absolutely every single one of them has to be a genius. And I'm like, Cassie's over here fucking with quantum stuff. And it's like, bitch, you ain't (laughs) never touched quantum shit before. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. You can do quantum stuff, but you can't keep from getting caught by the law. 
Like, come on now. (laughs) The long arm of the law. Right? They released some kind of press release saying that she, I was reading about it, uh, talking about her character a little bit, and she's apparently trying to do good, like being a a vigilante, if you will, uh, to tie into later on. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what causes her to get in prison, or not in prison, but in jail. So she's kind of doing what her dad was doing, like not stealing, but like doing stuff. Because remember, he was like a good criminal. Like he stole yeah. from like corrupt people or something like that. Yeah. It seems like she's doing the same thing from that press release. But yeah, what I kind of wanted to talk about is I love how they just casually show Modoc in this trailer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like his big ass head in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they don't normally these Marvel trailers, they, they hide things for the reveal. <laughs> Jeremy's looking at me like, who? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for my opportunity. <laughs> so, Modoc, we've talked about him in the past, but we'll go uh, about it. Yes, but say that doesn't matter. Yeah, he's a he's a creation of AIM. If you'll remember AIM from Iron Man 3. Yeah. Anyway, he's a, what is it, a mechanical organism designed only for killing, I think is what the acronym stands for. There you go. Yes. He's a different character than probably because I've I've heard leaks about this movie of Modoc and who Modoc is. I'm not gonna spoil that right now until we get closer to the movie. But um anyway, he's just a big giant head with a tiny little body and tiny little arms and legs that it's in a floaty chair. You see I got him, a big head with a little arm, yeah. and I don't think this plan was thought out very well. <laughs> <laughs> You can see him if you pause the trailer at the 58 second mark. You see Kang, Scott. I'm assuming it's like nameless Kang soldiers, but I'm assuming those are like variants of Kang and it's not going to be revealed till like after the trailer or something. But, uh, and then you see Modok in the background. You see a big giant friggin' head with tiny little feet hanging off a chair <laughs> and tiny little arms. And it's it's the un because later on in the trailer at the one minute and forty second mark, you see Modoc like in his full regalia, but they covered his face with like a armor mask or something, which is dumb. I don't know why they did that, but anyway. So Modoc is in this movie. For those who don't know it, like you, Jeremy, obviously you don't care, but I just love how they casually show Modoc. <laughs> like it's almost like they did with a was it Rintar? Rintar was just casually shown in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And no one knew who the fuck it was. I, I have to go back and watch this because like your description just makes me think, think of that like that character that guy in uh, I think it was a Star Wars movie. And he he just kind of it was another guy that was just like his head like and he was had a coat on but like his coat whenever he took his coat off he was just like a little like a head with like a little robot tentacles almost like underneath him floating around. That was Men in Black. Men in Black. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's it's alien something. It's outer space. So <laughs> uh, I don't know how well you can see, but this is Modok from the classic comics. Oh, uh, okay. All right. And then from the trailer, this is him in the trailer. Yeah. Oh. I don't know how well you can see that. Yeah, but yeah, huh. and that face is very recognizable. Honest, I'm, I'm because Richard didn't want to spoil it. I'm not going to say it either, but it is a very recognizable face. And yes. we, we've seen this person before. Yes, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's just let's just let's just spoil it. Do you want to do it? You want to do the honors, Michael? No, you brought it up. Go ahead. Okay, it's Darren Cross. It's the it's the villain yes. from the first movie. It's it's Yellow Jacket. 
Oh. It's the guy who, at the end of the movie, if you'll notice, which the the director, Peyton Reed, on, I think, Screen Junkies, had mentioned it way back before the movie. He said, you know, if you notice at the end of the first movie, his suit was compromised, and he, like, shrunk down, and he was saying, like, what was the last thing that shrunk down? Was his head. So this is their in-world canon to explain why he's a giant head in a little body, is because it's... <laughs> the suit was compromised and it shrunk only like part of him and left the other size a little bit bigger. Well, more than a little bit, but. So I guess he's in the movie, he's going to have a little bit, uh, obviously a, a different story than what was in the comics. Cause he's not, he wouldn't necessarily be, be created by aim or whatever. Correct. Yes. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. The, the original one is George Tarleton. I forget how to say his real name, but anyway, yeah, this one's a completely different version. It's fine. It, it, I'm excited that we're getting MODOK. I've, I've always wanted to see MODOK in the MCU. It, it looks really, really cool. He's even got his jewel, the jewel on his head, which in the comics is a way for him to like focus his psychic abilities to like shoot laser beams or whatever, pick things up. And uh, I don't know if we'll see that, but anyway, it's cool. I like that it would open the door to like Mojo. You know what I mean? A weird, another weird fucker that like floats around on shit. And yeah. Mojo Jojo. Wrong one. No, no, no. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way Jonathan Majors like is portraying just by the trailer alone. Kang, like this looks freaking super dope to me the way he's doing this. Yeah. Super excited about that. Glad they got him for that role so far. Especially since he's able to do like different versions of Kang with different personalities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm that's the one thing I'm super excited about is we got a little taste of him in Loki season one. I don't know if we'll see him for season two. Rumors is we will. But anyway, I loved his take on the whatever he who remains. But this one is a very like sinister version of that. So it's really cool. The actor gets to play with you know, different personalities, if you will. You sent, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but you sent me a cool theory that someone had on whatever, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, one of those shorts. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, go ahead. I, I can't remember it. But as soon as you start talking, I oh. will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was hoping you would remember. Uh, but they were, they were talking about how the end of this movie yeah. will be it- the start of Kang Dynasty. Oh, because of yeah, him. Because, be- Go ahead, Jeremy. Well, I was saying, I actually kind of, I, I kind of remember this one because he sent it wow. to me too. <laughs> <laughs> it was in, you know, back in whenever the blip happened and Scott got trapped in there. It, he said it was, it was five hours to him in the quantum realm yeah. and it was five years outside of that. So in theory, it was that an hour in the quantum realm is a year outside of it. So the, Avengers, yeah, yeah, the Avengers Kang Dynasty, whatever it is, name of that one. You had it right, Avengers Kang Dynasty. Whenever that comes out in twenty four, twenty five, that this this movie, this Ant Man movie in the Quantum Realm is two and a half hours, basically, roughly around there. So they're saying that that's as soon as Kang comes out of the Quantum Realm, assuming he does and everything, he's just going to go right into a battle with the Avengers. Yeah, which that's really cool and why it kind of makes me think these like nameless soldiers for Kang are just variants of him. And they're like either hiding that in the trailer or they're going to 
hide it for the movie, or maybe they are just nameless people, but it kind of makes me feel, because they all kind of have the same variation of Kang's green and purple suit. But um, yeah, it looks it looks really cool, and I like that theory a lot. Mm. That would be crazy if they were Kang variants, because that would open the door for, like, the Council Kangs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's already opened anyways, but, like, that would mm-hmm. even be more of a, you know, step well, towards that. The only reason I say that is, and I was going to get to one of the other cool things that I like. I'll just talk about that now real quick and then go back to this. I love the callback to the first Ant-Man when he's using the like raft of ants and then like thousands of ants tower up and then so he can get to like a water pipe or something. I forget what it is. But in this trailer, we see it's like thousands of variants of Scott and he's like piling up on all the Scott so he can get to something. That's what I'm assuming is how he's able to create variants of Kangs. I, I don't know. There's some kind of weird timey-wimey bullshit thing going on because, like, you see them split and then one of them gets, like, friggin' Mr. Fantastic and Multiverse of Madness. He gets turned into, like, spaghetti. And there's even, like, multiple wasps that, like, fly down to, like, help Scott. So, anyway, it's really cool. But, yeah. Okay, so I, I had some questions to do a little speculation here. <laughs> what do y'all think Scott is after? What has Kang hired him to get? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so from what I've been watching a ton of things, Nerdis, so I can't I can't claim I know this, but Nerdis has talked about how it's the heart of forever. You see this weird chronal, I'm just gonna call it chronal machine that has like a bunch of glowing orbs. And we see Kang like put one in the middle. I think Janet stole that or did something. This is I didn't think that. This is what Nerdis is suggesting. Stole that originally and trapped him into the quantum realm. He needs that to basically get out and he needs Scott to basically get it. Or I don't think he's going to like thieve it or anything like that, but he's just made a deal because slight spoiler. I think this is in the press release, but slight spoilers. There's these like in the quantum realm, there's like memory, like you can use memories to go back in time. And supposedly Kang's using that to give Scott a way to relive the time he's missed with Cassie. Because we see that Scott is clearly like, he, yeah. he his screensaver is of Cassie when she was like a wee baby. So it looks like that's what he's going to give him in exchange is like, you can go back in time and spend the life that you were meant to have with your daughter if you'll give me this. And of course, Scott's going to realize that this is a bad thing. This dude's a bad dude. And... That's why I think he may die because of the line, you know, it doesn't matter who wins. We just both have to lose. Yeah. 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 I think it's the floaty chair. <laughs> Let's do it from uh, Professor X. <laughs> Wrong floaty chair, but close. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, uh, I want to say it's some magazine released some photos for the movie because the movie's coming out like in a couple of weeks, not a couple of weeks, like a month. But anyway, it looks like he has his chair. It shows him just like lounging in a chair that looks like the chair from the comic books. Now, I don't know if it's just like an Easter egg callback, but it looks like his chronal chair or whatever. Okay. I I was going to ask too, like what y'all thought that Kang was offering in return for whatever it was he stole. I mean, Richard, you kind of chirped on that. So what are you thinking there, Jeremy? Well, I mean, yeah, I was going to have the same ideas that is just giving him the time back to be able to spend with his daughter and which I think is really cool like it's actually like he's a superhero that's still a good dad and everything like 
that he just wants to be there for his daughter and actually watch her grow up and all that kind of stuff. I think Scott has been incarcerated in every single movie that he has been in the MCU. (laughs) The first movie he was getting out of incarceration, Ant-Man 2, he was on house arrest. Civil War, he wound up being incarcerated, and that was right before he went on house arrest. Like, every single movie he has been in, he's been (laughs) incarcerated in some type, (laughs) shape, form, or fashion. And now it looks like he's going to be quantum incarcerated. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is he in, like, chronal jail now? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's that's all I really have on those, all the questions I really had, spec talk or whatever. Is there anything else y'all want to add? I just like the, um, the, whatever, the, text in there it was it says like witness the beginning of a dynasty like alluding to the Kang dynasty stuff uh, it's cool it it seems like we're finally getting like this is our big bad this is where we're headed that's why I'm like please please don't let me down because I'm hyped <laughs> yeah right I, I will throw this out there because I meant to throw it out there a minute ago uh I was watching new rock stars on YouTube big channel awesome I love them yeah but they one of their theories was that Cassie died and that Kane was going to give a, either a variant or something like that of Cassie back to Scott. I don't think that's it. I don't think, honestly, I don't think either one of them are going to die. Um, I see more Scott dying than I do Cassie, but like, I don't think Cassie, they, they were talking about how she died, but then she'd come back like later on, of course, in the movie. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't see that happening at all. Because like, are they talking about like that she'd die like going into the quantum realm or? I mean, sure. That would, that would make sense. She doesn't. She's the only one who gets sucked in the quantum realm. Doesn't have a suit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that, that's the only the only time that I would see that she would. Die, I mean, could possibly die in that movie is that if, if it's just something that going into the quantum realm that you know, I don't know. That's kind of an. I don't. I don't really agree with that one either. But you know. <laughs> well, I think we see her suit. I think we see it in the trailer. It's the purple one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about there's that. So she if, gets one. Yeah, but I'm saying like. At the very beginning, like the first trailer we got, we see her and Scott standing and they're all like looking around like, whoa, what is this? And she's just in like jeans and a t-shirt and sneakers. Yeah. And it it just looks to me, I don't know. It's just one of those things that always really bugged me because I'm like, how do they breathe down? There's no oxygen. What do they do for food? What I mean, like, how do they poop? Like, what what exactly happens here? (laughs) Quantum toilets, Richard. Quantum toilets. (laughs) Okay. On to Peacemaker, episodes three and four. Jeremy? We will probably have more talk about on that trailer than we will of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with you. What is your whelm factor with these two episodes? Just uh, still way underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, it was one of those, like, I got to, I was like, I got to watch these just to be able to talk about them. And I know it's, I know what's going on. I don't really want to watch these, but I'm going to watch them. <laughs> and I still didn't really want to watch them. <laughs> so no, like you didn't get any better with these two episodes. No. It- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Richard, how's it going for you? Uh, it's the same for me. I'm pleasantly whelmed with this so far. I really like the series. But I, like I said, this feels very much like The Boys. And I like The Boys a lot. Like, it's dark humor. It's gratuitous violence. Yeah, it's silly in some places. I will say this. These two episodes, James Gunn, you, you know this, but comedy comes in threes. In other words, 
don't do with the joke more than three times. Like let it like there was too many vigilante. Oh, my toe moments. Like I don't like enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I will say still like, it's like, like we were talking about on the last two is that there were still funny moments, but as an overall, I was just like, eh. okay, this has put me in the whelm factor. Like these two episodes. Have. <laughs> okay, cool. I was looking over at my wife. We finished. First of all, Kudos to my wife for watching this with me because, like, <laughs> she is like she'll watch just about any comic book thing with me. She loves she liked Sandman. She watched that with me, but like when it comes to like language on movies, it just irks her. And so, like, this has got a lot of language in it. Yeah. And so I'm like, honey, like you seriously don't have to watch this with me. Like, if you, you know, she's like, no, no, I, I'm good. I'm good. Like, okay, whatever. So she watched it with me, and at the end of three, I was like, you know what? That was actually a lot better than the first two. She's like, oh, yes, absolutely. So- <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell her this, that she's doing a lot better than my wife, because my wife from, from episode one was done. She's just like, or oh, not even done. She just refuses <laughs> to watch it, period. End of discussion. She doesn't like John Cena or anything, so... <laughs> I'll say I'll have to agree on that one too. Cause like my, my wife came in on like, I think she actually watched the second one. Yeah. She watched that one and she was like, this, this is terrible. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so she was out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She watched episode three and then we watched episode four today. So like, she's a trooper and you know, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll do real quick synopsis on this. Episode three is called better golf dead. The team sets up a stakeout to assassinate Senator Royland Goff. The team gets made during the operation and antics ensue. I like that this episode moved the story, finally. Yes. Like, it didn't seem like there was so much just stupid stuff. And that's what I, that's why I guess my biggest beef was with the first two episodes, just the stupidness of the peacemaker and the conversations and whatever else. Like, the silliness and the, the cussings, I love that shit. But, like, <laughs> The, the stupidness, I don't like at all. And so, like, this feel like it, it made miles of story for me anyways. Yeah, I, I agree. When watching this, I was like, I I should have looked this up. I, I didn't think about it till just now. But I was like, I wish these episodes were released, like, at, well, we're watching it after the fact. But it felt like one, two, and three should have been what was released, like, day one or whatever. because three gets the ball rolling now. Like now we know what the fuck butterflies are. I'm disappointed that like it's aliens again, spoilers for a show that came out like almost a year ago. But anyway, uh, it's like, okay, it's aliens. Yay. I mean, I know it's the DC universe and it's always aliens or super villains or something magical, but still it's just like, could we have done something different than aliens for the peacemaker show? But yeah, I got to say though, one of my favorite moments, or my, I shouldn't say favorite because that makes me sound fucked up, but I love how <laughs> twisted, I love how twisted Vigilante is oh. when Peacemaker chokes yeah. and he can't like shoot the kids, essentially. I love when Vigilante's like, hey, bud, let me take it. And he's just humming, shooting people. And then like when it's down to the dad or the, the senator or whatever you want to say, but he's like, and now for Papa Bear. <laughs> just, it just demonstrates how fucked up he is. <laughs> yeah. Very, very Deadpool to me. And I, I, I'm growing to like him, honestly. Like, it's one of those things where 
he is a little different than Deadpool, but at the same time, you can tell there's so much that's pulled from actual Deadpool. I don't know if he's like this in the comic book. You know what I mean? But I've never heard anybody refer to Vigilante as like, oh yeah, that's DC's version of Deadpool. Yeah. So I, I feel like they've pulled a lot from that character to to add to this one, which is, to, it's okay. I, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And which I, I agree like with Vigilante is I, I, he's grown more on, and especially more like getting into like the next episode, the fourth one, which we can get to that later. But just between this one and, and three and four is like, I've actually kind of enjoyed him a little bit, a little bit more. So yeah, I, I agree on that. Yeah, it, it does. I agree with you, Michael, on the, the whole Deadpool thing. It does feel like that. I don't know much about Vigilante, but I don't know much about Peacemaker, which is why I don't really have much to say about this show. Like, there's some <laughs> Easter eggs that I pick up on, but there's such old comic, like, and very obscure comic book characters, to be honest with you. And I think that's why they gave James Gunn this, is because he can take liberty by changing things on it. I really don't feel like, I feel like you, I feel like if if Vigilante was like Deadpool, people would say... Because most people say Harley Quinn is the Deadpool of the DC universe. Like, she doesn't necessarily break the fourth wall, but she's a big motor mouth and all this stuff. But anyway, I feel like most people would say that Vigilante was that if he were that way originally. He needs to, I don't know, tone him down a bit, I think, personally. Because, like, the toe cut, like, the you can't walk without your pinky toe. That joke went into the fourth episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's how many times they brought it up. And I was like, okay, enough of the pinky toe joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I put in my notes, Vigilante was the highlight for me. Like he really was for this episode. He was yeah. like, like you said, him taking over the gun oh. and, and assassinating the people and the way he was humming and stuff was funny to me. The torture scenes and stuff like that. Like what? <laughs> Why would you go straight for somebody's balls to put jumper cables on? Like I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, and I loved actually in that scene. I agree with like the whole torture part. Like I thought that was hilarious. Like you know, Peacemaker just sitting over there, not caring at all. Just go ahead. I have no no worries about what's happening to him. I'm. It's not affecting me or whatever. But also the <laughs> whenever they first take off Vigilante's mask. And he's just changing his face like all the like everything. He's like, if we can't, if, he, if I keep changing my face, he's never going to pick me out in a little whatever one of those lines. And I'm like, okay, the lineup, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they kind of proved that he was right because Peacemaker didn't recognize him until he stopped moving his damn face. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, but I don't know that that helps. Like in peace, I, I wouldn't pick him to be one to figure out something real quick either though yeah he's not the brightest <laughs> i'll give you that but i'm just saying like it took him a minute and he was like hey are you so and so it just it hit me i was like was that actually working is that what it's like? <laughs> either that or just peacemakers that dumb and he probably is like <laughs> he probably is yeah so you know you were talking earlier about like obscure characters and stuff like that peacemaker being one of them you know peacemaker we've talked about before was the charlton character DC that acquired however many years ago and Peacemaker actually didn't make his DC debut until the original Crisis on Infinite Earth. Oh, wow. Like it was, I can't remember which issue, but like that's when all the Charlton characters or a lot of them anyways came into D- main DC continuity in mm. the comic books. I did not know so, that. I've read, I've read Crisis on Infinite Earth, but I did not, uh, maybe I do. I just don't remember Peacemaker. But anyway, 
Sorry. I'm sure he didn't have that big of a... I mean, because they didn't do much of anything with him afterwards. I think he wound up getting his first solo outside, you know, first DC solo Mm -hmm. after that. But another Charlton character that we got to see for the first time was Judo Master in this. (laughs) (laughs) What was y'all's thoughts on Judo Master? (laughs) I I enjoyed him actually too. Like I, I thought the banter between him and Peacemaker was pretty funny. But just... Yeah, they're they're inside. I know that kind of comes more into the the fourth episode again too. But yeah, and his his like little Kai whatever. Like, <laughs> I thought that was just yeah. I I enjoyed him. He, uh, truthfully, he annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of things. I one, I wish they missed an opportunity because at the very beginning of this episode, Peacemaker talks about how he is freaked out by homunculi. Like, it's plural for homunculus, so another word for, like, little people. And he he, he, does, he makes a funny comment about, it, like, you've ever seen a one-centimeter finger pointed at you? And he's like, oh, it gives me the willies. So <laughs> being that they hired whoever this actor is to play Judo Master, he's very, very short and tiny. I really thought they were going to make a joke about him being freaked out by, like, a little person, if you will. <laughs> he's not necessarily, like, quote-unquote, a little person. He's just really short and tiny. But um, the other thing that annoys the hell out of me is every scene when he's not fighting, he's eating something and he's eating something with his mouth open, smacking and making all this awful mouth noises. And I'm like, stop it. (laughs) That was honestly like the first thing I noticed, too, whenever he was sitting there and he was just smacking everything (laughs) started. I was like. Uh, and but and also in the back of my mind, I was laughing because all I could think about is, is Richard with that. <laughs> this is skip for the head, but when that little motherfucker came out of the closet in episode four, he yeah. ate a fucking bag of potato chips. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> where did he even get them to? Like, where were they? <laughs> how old they gotta be in there if they, if they were in there? <laughs> Peacemaker Chris tied up and he's flipping, flipping <laughs> out his yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it too because he's like, he's like, ow, stop it. What, like, what the fuck? They're in Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. That's funny. Well, Judo Master, if I, I don't know if I said it earlier, but he was a Charlton character as well. So, like, He's made his way over the DC comics and stuff. I wonder if he could, if he could give Gambit a run for his money on throwing things. <laughs> oh, definitely not. <laughs> no. The Euro might be floppy, but he can still do it. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sending us that, Richard. That's great. Yeah, I love those things. <laughs> Last note I had was we finally get to see what the fuck a butterfly is. And apparently they're suspected to be everywhere across yeah. the world, it looks like. Yeah. I don't like why <laughs> it looks like our invasion's done. Mm. Like how how's this group of misfits gonna actually take out all these butterflies? Yeah. So was it what y'all thought or expected? My wife had a question. She didn't understand if like and we still don't know even after episode four, really. Uh but she was like, So is it a machine body? Is it they just take over the body? Like is it a body that's made organically? Like, what are y'all's thoughts on these butterflies and how they're getting around? I, I think you just, again, 
Uh, it just kind of hit me too once since we mentioned it earlier, but it's like Men in Black whenever the little roaches turn the, the, <laughs> the skin. <laughs> well, I guess they weren't little roaches, but an Edgar suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was kind of weird to me how it would how it would function like that. But I don't know. And then at the same time, we don't. I still don't really know what a butterfly. To me, it just looks more like a dragonfly, not a butterfly or a mosquito, like a big old mosquito or something. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like like the mosquitoes down in Alabama, big yeah. old things that'll just carry your your small dog away. <laughs> hatch your dogs, hatch your kids. <laughs> yes, I, I really I don't know. Like that was that was my thing. Like I, you see what's in there, but still don't really understand exactly what it is. So. Yeah, to me they look like like whatever alien, but I don't know whoever names them because like. Peacemaker makes fun of that in the first episode. He's like, y'all's naming like Project Starfish was just a giant starfish. Is is Project Butterfly a giant butterfly? And turns out it's not. It's some sort of like butterfly alien, but still it's, yeah, it it is. I don't know. It's weird. I I didn't expect the entire world to already be invaded. (laughs) So I'm like you. I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? I already knew. So I'm going to spoil because I know this part. They're not suits or anything they take over people like that that was the senator was a normal senator human being and the project butterfly got in his body and turned him into a whatever a butterfly took over his body yeah i kind of spoiled it for myself as well and read a little forward so like i know (laughs) like kind of what's going on to a certain extent but Uh, all right then y'all got anything else for this episode Yes, I do. We learned that Harcourt used to work for the DEO and Argus. I thought that was interesting just because that's tying in more of the DC universe, which the the DEO is the Department of Extra Normal Operations. And Argus, I forget what Argus stands for. I was trying to look it up now. But anyway, you, you've learned Argus from Green Arrow. If you ever watch Green Arrow, it's where they kind of like have a bunch of superheroes slash supervillains and they use some of their like t- weird tech or use them for, it's almost like where they use the Suicide Squad, like they'll use them for missions and stuff as well. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, the other thing, I don't know about y'all, but the part where Peacemaker is bitching about not having a dove apiece on the rifle <laughs> and they throw the Sharpie at him I love the. I, I don't like John Cena, but he delivers this line perfectly where he's like, fuck, every time I try to draw a dove a piece, it looks like a ghost. <laughs> then they, they actually have John Cena draw a dove a piece. And to me, it doesn't look like a ghost, but it doesn't look like a dove a piece either. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that that scene was hilarious. I forgot to keep looking to see like if he's right handed, because when he drew the dove a piece, he used his left hand to draw it. Mm. And so I was like, was that on purpose or or what? But I forgot to keep looking to see if he was actually right-handed or not. Because I wonder if they were like, hey, we want this to look as fucked up as possible. Like, <laughs> use your left hand. Yeah. <laughs> he was shooting with his right hand. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Is he, His gun is on his right hip, so he shoots with his right yeah. hand. So they probably did do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, then. I wonder if he's artistic. You know what I mean? Who, John Cena? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if he could actually possibly draw like decent. And that's why they were like, hey, use your left hand instead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That would be. All right. Anything else? You got a runtime, Richard? <laughs> 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 yeah, I did it in case you guys mentioned it. Uh, the runtime for episode three 
the the runtime the 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 what they say it is of course it changes now because now the now that the last of us is out yeah, tonight no. the ad there's a new ad now when you try to watch it at least when i was re-watching it today but anyway yep. when i did this the total runtime like without taking anything out they said it was 42 minutes three seconds the actual runtime is 36 minutes 26 seconds that's not bad yeah, I was just fucking with you, man. I don't expect you to do that shit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, I was hoping you'd be like, no, no, I told you I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> That's what I was hoping your well, response was. Maybe the next, maybe the next show or movie that we do, I will, I will not, I will not do it. <laughs> hey, for audience, let me know. Are these useful to y'all? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. Do it for the views or the listeners. All right, on to episode four. <laughs> you laughing at the title? Title. Yeah. Titles fucking kill me. Yeah. The ch- the chode less traveled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say, like I meant to say this earlier on that whelming. Like I guess Richard's whelming should have gone up because we didn't get any of his 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 bulge in these two episodes. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> I was saying that if we got if if I had to see John Cena naked again, it was going to go down and not necessarily go oh, okay. up. If he was, but so far, yeah, like I'm fine. He's he's fully clothed. It's really nice to see. <laughs> I'm quite surprised, honestly. Yeah. Anyways, in episode four, the chode less traveled. <laughs> Economist is mending to judo masters injuries. Chris visits his dad, who is in prison. Uh, his dad. Plans to rat them out, rat the team out. Vigilante gets put in jail so that he can try and kill his dad. Oh shit! He fails, and uh, we we find out that Mern is keeping a secret. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh really to me where Vigilante got he went up a notch in my book kind of thing because I I fully like whenever he went in. Of course, first of all, getting the way he got put in prison was hilarious. Like him just, like, <laughs> just barely moving that garbage can. Like I was fully expecting whenever he couldn't hardly pull it, I was expecting him to throw it and just kind of bounce and fall back down. Like just all I did was just like make up like the trash just fall out and not even do anything to the window. So I thought that was hilarious him doing that. But I fully expected him once he got in there to just get torn to pieces, just based off of what, the way he had been before. But he actually like I was like, wow, he's uh he knows a little bit what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that prison fight scene to me, I was that's what got me. I was like, yeah. fuck that like I love that. Like again, I think I put again in my notes that vigilante was the highlight again. And, and him looking at, at Augie and saying, I'm gonna fuck you till your intestines drag oh behind God. you like a tail. <laughs> God, that was so fucked up. <laughs> of that I was just like oh god that that looks painful <laughs> uh we got another Batman canon reference y'all yeah that's that was that was probably my highlight for the the episode like I love when the neighbor is talking about how you don't have your cotier of of super villains <laughs> and he like drops the the satchel. He turns around and he's like, "Batman's a pussy." And <laughs> he says all this stuff, which my I, I played this clip for my wife because she doesn't like Batman at all for 
basically the same reasons that that uh, <laughs> Peacemaker says, where he's like, you know, he spends all his time, you know, fighting clowns and stuff like that, and he should be, you know, murdering them or something. Every time he, you know, he doesn't murder someone, it's all those deaths are on him. And I just love that. Like, that scene was hilarious. Like, as, don't get me wrong, I'm a big Batman fan. Like, I'm as big a Batman fan as I am a Spider-Man fan. <laughs> but I just love that scene. That was so funny to me. <laughs> I love that it's like, it is the age-old, like, Batman argument. You know what I mean? That's been around for years of, you know, is Batman really doing anything by not just eliminating these people? Yeah. That 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 argument has gone on for God knows how long. So I love that they put that in there. I thought that was hilarious. But what I noticed was in the list of villains, the Mad Hatter was thrown in there. Mm-hmm. So like, is Mad like if we extend on this, are we going to actually get a Mad Hatter? You know how dope that would be. That would fit in really good, in my opinion, on the Reeves universe. Not to say that that's a canon universe, but I'm just saying like I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. He mentions Mad Hatter. The obviously he says clown. So the Joker. I believe Riddle, because he says, Riddle me this. So the Riddler is one of them. The Joker, Riddler, and Mad Hatter Mm -hmm. is what I wrote down. But yeah, really cool. I I just find that scene funny and honestly kind of (laughs) true. So I saw where they, you know, they, he walks into his dad's house right before that whole interaction with his neighbor goes down. Mm -hmm. And, um, you see on the TV where they're talking about a gorilla being stole from the zoo or escaping the zoo or something like that. I was like, oh shit. Like, are they setting up Gorilla Grodd? Yeah. Same. Like, that's what I was, because I love, like, Gorilla Grodd's fucking cool to me. And then that's where I got some of the other stuff spoiled about later on because I was trying to figure out, like, if that was, like, what that was intended to be. And it wasn't. Yeah. That was a lit now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But it really had, like, no point to it. There no, is a, a point, point to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That we're going to find out, but like, it's oh, not okay. really broad. Gotcha. Yeah. I honestly, Michael, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we get a, uh, we get a mad eater lad reference at the very beginning of the episode of episode four, when he's talking with Mern, you know, when they get back to their, like whatever HQ, He's talking about like vigilante to Mern, and he's saying like, you know, he's a little. He's like, oh, I hadn't noticed. He's like, yeah, I met this one guy. He uh, ate a whole Wendy's. He's like, vigilante ate a whole. Wendy's. He's like, no, mad eater lad. He's like, he can eat, you know, all matter or whatever. And he's like, I think he did it because they didn't give him fries or something. I don't know. The dude's fucked up or something. <laughs> so, that was another reference to like a very obscure. Because he's part of the um, the future, was it uh, Legion? The Legion of Superheroes, okay, which is a big thing, you know, where Star Girl and all that stuff is from. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch that at all. I didn't have subtitles on, and I wasn't about to rerun it to figure it out. So I was oh, like, all right, all right. <laughs> I'll figure it out later. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad you caught it. What do you? What do y'all think? Judo Master knows about these butterflies, like. Apparently, he worked closer to the senator than we, I guess, initially anticipate, like, understood. Yeah. Because I was thinking the senator probably kept a secret from Judo Master. But now I'm like, is Judo Master a butterfly? Is that is that what's going on? Yeah, like, I I, I don't know. He's a, yeah, I don't think he'd be a butterfly. I, I could be wrong, obviously. But um, it is interesting to see that he does know more. Because, I mean, we were just led to believe there at the beginning, in the 
third episode that they were like he and the other guards were probably just randomly hired to as like bodyguards or whatever. They wouldn't really know too much about it, but yeah, it definitely seems like he's more intertwined there. So I'll be be interested to see if when he wakes up, like what all he does know. If, if he, he wakes, wakes up, up. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna wake up. Out of bio, capped his ass. Yeah, capped his chest. Right, but, he, but then he moved his kidney up, and he, he you know, he got, got his heart back <laughs> moving again. <laughs> no one, no one ever in their life has <laughs> replaced their heart with a kidney. Yeah, once or twice there has. <laughs> one of the greats, only the greats. Yeah, only the greats. Whatever he says. It's another butt baby conversation. <laughs> yeah, but I was I wrote down yeah in episode three the butt baby thing. <laughs> that was so dumb. I forgot about that. <laughs> he, he thought he was a butt baby too. <laughs> I mean, he kind of looks like a butt baby. Let's be honest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So funny. Oh, all right. So before we drop the big bomb on this episode, is there anything else y'all want to touch on? Just I like the one of my favorite moments. Also, was when he's talking with his dad, and his dad's like, "I'm no rat, but I'm gonna tell everything that you just told me." And he's like. <laughs> You know, Dad, I don't mean to split hairs, but uh, technically that's being a rat. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> we got to see the uh, the white dragon costume. Yeah. I assume we're going to see that in full blown oh, and probably we, by the end of the series. Yeah. And we learn that basically that room is a TARDIS. It's like a <laughs> a room inside like a quantum space. Yeah. I wrote it down. Where is it? It says it's a, it leads to a dimensional nodule outside normal space. They call it a quantum unfolding storage area. I was like, okay, his dad made that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, that that, that was pretty crazy. His past is fucked up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just all the flashbacks and shit towards the end of the episode and like, I didn't realize it was his brother. Yeah. The one, the the kid that he was hanging out with in the bedroom that wound up seizing out, I guess, getting in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, he... I I know what happens there. Uh, I didn't read ahead, but that was one of the things that spoiled me back when the show was going on. But um, he essentially killed his brother by accident, and I'll just leave it to that. Yeah, that's why he's. I think he can't kill kids. Technically, is something to do with that. Yeah, I I, I obviously hadn't looked into all that yet, but I from just just seeing that and the way he was going through, I was kind of wondering if it was just either he was responsible for it or at least just carried that responsibility of it so that would make sense i figure without seeing them like fighting then that more than likely he had something to do with that yeah. so mm-hmm. i kind of went with that anyways but yeah just that that whole i was like oh wow like that's that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah back when molts were a thing the first time around <laughs> yeah the original <laughs> the original molts yeah oh all right anything else I don't think so. Mer's a buck fucking butterfly. <laughs> Did a y'all fucking s- butterfly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a bucking butterfly. Did y'all see a that shit happen? <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see that shit coming? No. Uh, I mean, no, but I mean, if it, I guess you should have. I mean, because if it walks like a duck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was another. Anyway, like, I'm just going to talk about that just real quick. The, the, the post-credit scenes for both episode three and four were lame as hell, Uh especially this one with the duck one. I was just like, this is not funny. What are you doing? Why are you showing me this? (laughs) Like, it's just so far, the only one that's been funny is the first episode where he's like, what does this helmet do? 
gives you scabies. But anyway, no, I did not. I did not see Mern. This didn't get spoiled for me. So I did not see Mern being a butterfly, which makes me wonder, has he always been a butterfly or did he just recently get turned into one? Because why would he be murdering, wanting to murder basically his race? Right. I, I believe that he's been one the whole time. Yes. The only reason I say that is because he's like, I've never expressed feelings to anybody. Like, that's kind of where I, my mind went back to. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I feel chilly. And he's like, oh, do you really? He's like, no, I just felt it was an opportunity to, you know, mm. grow as a person. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> and like that, I, I kind of wanted the same thing as you, Richard, as far as like, okay, well, why is he killing off? But it makes me wonder if there's like some kind of hierarchy of butterflies and he's trying to knock off certain ones or if there's bad butterflies that have, like maybe they're moths or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny he's not a butterfly he's a moth <laughs> this is secret invasion before secret invasion it really is I'm just saying more than likely being that they're bug based there's a like the way they'll solve this is there's a queen and a queen will be like killed and by killing the queen it kills all the other butterflies or some bullshit like that like it'll be that <laughs> why he wants to do it I have no idea like I don't know if he's a good butterfly or he's a bad butterfly. We don't even technically, by the rules that we've been shown so far, he's a butterfly. But by all, all accounts, we don't even know if he is one. You know what I mean? Like, he just has, like you said, he could be a moth instead of a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one really, uh, it was just my notes. It's like, well, shit, looks like Mern's a butterfly. And I just, yeah. I don't know what exactly, I'm, I'm really excited to see the next two episodes <laughs> so we can find out more. Yeah. Well, this is, we're halfway through. The, mm -hmm. se the season. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it gets better for you, Jeremy. I mean, I, I really too. do because I started enjoying it. Yeah. Started being a little fun. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm, I don't understand why Peacemaker keeps taking these things and keeping them as like trophies and then I guess sometimes handing them over. Like apparently he handed the little spaceship over mm -hmm. uh, in episode three, but now he's got like a jar with a butterfly in it, the senator's butterfly in it. And mm -hmm. he told them that he shot it. So like, I, <laughs> I love that Eagle, tries to eat it. Like, yeah. As soon as he pulls it out, Eagle swoops down is like pecking at it, trying to like eat it. I thought it was funny. He got it high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Y'all got anything else? No, that's it, man. Yeah, I think that's about all I got. Cool. Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. And you can find me here. Awesome. Richard, where can find you at? Uh, if you want to contact me directly, I have a Twitter. My Twitter handle is Night Curry, night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs> You sure those two kids came out of those parents? That's an attractive couple. That one looks like it came out of them, but the other one looks like a butt baby. A butt baby. Yeah, my older brother told me there's two types of babies. One that comes out of a woman's vagina, normal, and then butt babies, worse in every way, they come out of a woman's butt. 
You know, I believed I was a butt baby until I was like 14. That explains a lot.